If you're a solo business owner, you know there can be days when you want to give up and choose an easier path than the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. It's moments like these that I call my biz bestie and we ride the roller coaster together. I'm Shelly, a copywriter and homeschooling mom in Johannesburg, South Africa. And I'm Francesca, a life coach and community manager in Grand Rapids, Michigan in the US. We're two biz besties on opposite sides of the world, running our own independent businesses together. And we'd love to invite you into our biz bestie conversations as we share everything we're learning about running an independent business online. Carry on the conversation we start today in our online community at community.simplybizbesties.com. And for show notes, you can go to simplybizbesties.com. We can't wait to see you in the community. And now let's dive into today's topic. Well, here we go. Hey, Francesca, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Shelly? I'm doing so well. Let's dive into this idea of experimentation in your business. Now, you don't have to be a scientist to experiment in your business. And I think so many of us coming in, when my clients come to me, they often are saying, oh, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Or like, I don't, is this the right thing to do? Is this the right tech platform to choose? Is this, you know, it's all about like, oh, am I right? And the truth about that is, well, you don't know until you try. Because also what's right for me might not be right for Francesca and might not be right for the next person. So what we have found in our businesses is this mindset of experimentation has been so helpful for us to keep moving forward. And the idea was first sort of introduced to me in a book I read called Range by David Epstein. And we'll put that in the show notes. In the book, he talks about keeping a book of small experiments. And that's also the key, that these little experiments need to be small, that they need to be ideas that you can test out in your business. And really, if you're taking it from a scientific mindset or or point of view, you kind of want to just focus in on one or two ideas that you are testing at a time and keep those relatively focused. And the idea is to go, you know what, there's no right or wrong here, but let's test it out and let's not get too emotionally attached to the outcomes. We're just scientists. We're just practicing something. We're testing something out. That for me is the whole idea of experimentation in your business. And there's also a lot of intention behind it. So we're kind of getting really playful. We're testing out this idea, but we're doing so not just in like a, oh, let's do anything we want to kind of thing, but we're taking something that's quite playful and then we put in some intention and a little bit of science behind it. And I know this has been something that's, that's really helped you in your business, Francesca. Do you want to tell us about what experimenting in your business has meant for you? Yeah, of course. So I think that 
experimentation is great for so many different reasons. And for me, experimentations actually started way before I had my business. And it's just made my life better. People sometimes ask me, how did you achieve things like losing 115 pounds and Really, it came back to this idea of experimentation, whether that was experimenting with thoughts that would really help move me forward or with just seeing if things would work or not. And my favorite part of the whole experimentation process is actually the analysis part. Because when you analyze, and I just have to be like totally upfront, I am such a numbers girl. I'm very creative as well. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I, I, I love math. It's, I think it's beautiful, which I'm sure there are a lot of people who would not resonate with that. Well, my dad's a mathematician, so I grew up with that. And and for me, the numbers tell so much. It's like there's this richness of data. I I don't know. the, The idea, it's like the richest soil, and it just gives so much nutrients. And in my business, when I do experiments, it really cuts some of that mindset drama. It It shows me like what is actually going on. It's mm-hmm. it's showing me what's actually working in my business. It's showing me what's not working in my business. And it helps guide me in the process of what I should be doing differently. It's, yeah, just like it creates this path. It creates direction for me, which always feels so good. Yeah, totally. And like, I think there's a really so much emotion, so much just mindset drama that we bring into our businesses because as solopreneurs, we're bringing ourselves into it. So like there's a lot of putting ourselves out there when it comes to our businesses. And so to get a little bit analytical about this aspect of our businesses, I think is so powerful because it detaches us from these emotional outcomes that we can sometimes bring to the whole thing of like, well, if this doesn't work, then I'm a failure. And like, if my business doesn't make this amount of money, then I'm not a good businesswoman. You know, all of this like mindset stuff that crops up and, and often because then in the absence of being intentional and being experimental and comparing ourselves from a beginning point to an end point in our own businesses, we start comparing ourselves to other people and then going, Oh my goodness, well, I'm not that person. So, you know, and she's doing so amazingly well. I think when we experiment, we're experimenting with ourselves in our own business and it's just a test. So go, well, if that test failed, it doesn't mean we are bad business people or we made a bad decision. We were just testing something out. And so now we got information. And so I think you're so right that that data, that analysis that you do afterwards is so important. And I mean, like, yeah, I'm totally like hating on the numbers, but it's so important to do that, to get connected with those numbers. And, and even for me, who's not a numbers person, I did a, in a mastermind that I'm a part of, we did a mid-month check-in and we kind of had three areas that we were focusing in on. So in a way, that's a a bit of an experiment for me of like focusing in on these three areas. And so in the mid-month check-in, what we did is we kind of gave a traffic light symbol of like, are we red, orange or green, you know, to kind of go like, where are we at? And I was kind of going through my month as I'm sure a lot of you are at the moment. It's all just feels a little bit chaotic, a little bit scattered. 
And I did that mid-bath check-in and I was like green, green to orange. I was like, one of them was like a little bit in, in between, but, but it was like turning towards green. And then the, the third was also green. And I was like, Hey, you know, I'm actually doing better than my mind drama was telling me I was doing, you know, and by being intentional, by kind of setting those experiments for the month of like, and my experiment is to be more playful. And this podcast is one example of that. And in all of those areas, I'm nailing it. And it's only because I've set up that as an experiment that I can actually look back and go, yeah, you know what? doing okay like in terms of overall productivity like maybe not as good as I kind of want to be but was that the point of this month was that my intention was that my focus was that my experiment no and you can hear my kiddos downstairs so yeah and I think I think Francesca that's also really important for people to know is like why you know why should you experiment and um I think you've you've mentioned you know, taking the mindset drama. Is there any other things that shine out to you of like why it's important to experiment in your business? Why this approach or mindset is is a good one? Yeah. Well, I think it really does show you what's working and what's not working. And for so many entrepreneurs that are just starting out, myself included at times, like it can feel really overwhelming and you can feel really confused. But when you sit down and you choose to do an experiment and then you analyze it, it really gives you a direction to move forward. Now, I'd love to hear from you, Shelly, if we could get into like the really nitty gritty of like what experiments could look like. I think that could be really helpful. And part of what I see is such a huge benefit of experiments is that idea of starting small. You brought up comparison-itis. And for me in the beginning stages, I one day woke up and realized, oh my gosh, I've been comparing myself to entrepreneurs that have been doing this for 10 years, 10 years. It's been really helpful to, to look at how can I start smaller? And uh, so I'd love to hear from you in that area of like, what does that look like? Yes, and starting small. So I'm a big fan. My husband is a software programmer and they're in the software development industry. I think because like the world is your oyster, you can develop anything you want to. They've had to dial it back in. And so I'm sure some of you have heard of this concept of a minimum viable product or MVP. And so your minimum viable product is like there's just the smallest product that you can put out there, it's not going to have all the bells and whistles. It's just going to kind of test, is this something that people want and people would pay for? So for me, and what I'm busy doing just as an example of an experiment is I'm putting together a, a small digital course. It's like a masterclass. And it's a bit of inception here because it's, it's all about how you all can put together a small digital product of your own. And it's not going to be an A to Z, A to Z of um, your whole process. It's going to be a small snippet bite size of something quick and a small but mighty product that you can put out there into the world. And my opinion is when you know, when setting up an, like an MVP experiment is that it should be something that is, that you're going to sell. Because I think part of the test, part of the experiment is 
are people going to buy this from you? But I'm not saying that every experiment must be like a money-based thing. You know, you could experiment with engagement, with even just a feeling. You could experiment with a number of different things. But if you kind of experimenting with a product and going, will people buy this? Then you have to go, well, are they going to hand over their money for it? So, yeah, so what I'm doing at the moment is putting together a course that will give you a template of a sales page that you can just go and plug and play your information. And then you can sell a, like a one hour masterclass, like Francesca's done. You could sell a, an ebook. You could sell guided meditation or a series of audio tracks that you, that you help people through. The idea being that it's like a really simple, it's not going to have all the bells and whistles. It's just solving one aspect of your, your client's problem. So that's, that's an example of an experiment. Hey, Shelly here. And I've got an announcement for those of you who've got an amazing digital product on your computer or in your brain, but you're getting confused about how you're going to sell and deliver it to your customers. And let's be honest, you're reluctant to spend hundreds of dollars a month on fancy platforms that you just don't need right now. You're a Simply Biz Bestie, so I know you're looking for the simplest way to get your product out into the markets. You need a superhero to save the day. Yes, a sales page superhero. Now, I developed Sales Page Superhero after writing and designing a countless number of sales pages for my clients and for myself. And in the process, I've come up with a plug and play sales page formula that I know works every time. And my favorite tool for building a quick and simple sales page is probably the best kept secret in the online world, Card. Card is a joy to use and is almost ridiculously inexpensive. I'm talking $19 a year or $49 a year for their premium plan. When you purchase Sales Page Superhero, you'll get comprehensive training videos on sales page copywriting, DIY web design in card, payment setup, and delivering your products to your customers. This superhero really packs a value punch. And to make things even more simple for you, I've developed a sales page template in card that I'll send along to you after you purchase. All you need to do is plug in your information using the copywriting prompts in the templates, and boom! your sales page will be ready to fly. Sales Page Superhero is also a great option for service providers like coaches, health and wellness professionals, and freelancers to sell their signature packages. Now, for a limited time, you can get the Sales Page Superhero training bundle and template for just $49. But that price will be going up at the end of November 2020. So sign up today at salespagesuperhero.shellysmithcreative.com or you can find that link in the show notes. So tell us about your, your email, uh, your tech mindset masterclass, Francesco, because I think that's a really good example of an experiment and maybe you want to share some other examples of experimentation that you've done in your biz. Yeah, I think that's a perfect example. So with my clients, I started hearing from them that email was really getting in the way of them living their best lives. They were just feeling super overwhelmed by it. They'd sit down and it would just kind of derail their entire day. 
And it was so fascinating to me because this used to be a big problem area for me. And I thought I was the only one. So to hear that there were other women out there that were really struggling with this, I was like, Ooh, this sounds like something that would be really fun to dive into. So I uh, decided let's experiment with this. Let's see if this is something that people are really interested in where you know, my expertise could meet a need. And uh, with Shelly's guidance, we decided let's, you know, keep this small. So, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, especially we can be big, big visionaries, right? And so we want to like run with all of the ideas. And this is why it's so great to experiment. So we decided to just go with a masterclass. And it was just so much fun. And we have, you know, I have some ideas about creating a course later down the line, but it's been so exciting and so, so, so fulfilling to know that there are ideas inside of me that literally um, can solve a problem for someone and you can just get it out there. It doesn't have to be months or years of work. Totally. And I think that is one of the huge benefits of experimenting in your business is that forward action, that momentum, and people are drawn to that, to that, that action that you're taking. So, you know, like if you wait to perfect, I think also the, the sort of range of things that you could offer your people and the ways you could help your people. And like, for example, Francesca, there's so many ways that she as a life coach can help her people but she's owned in on like email to go, yes, email. Like this is, this is an issue. She could look at it in the broader tech front, but I mean, there's so many mindset things she can dive into. There's a whole lot of ways that she can help her people. But in that masterclass, she zoned in on one really particular problem that her, her audience was having. And yeah, I mean, she, she ran the masterclass live. We recorded it. Um, it was an hour-long masterclass. She nailed the timing. That was so amazing. <laughs> and she now is offering that, yeah, like a little worksheet that goes along with it. She's got a guided visualization. And what was that thing? Oh, the, the affirmation cards. So she kind of started with the, the one-hour work, workshop, like masterclass. And then she could add a few little things onto it like if she had time, you know, and like in the end it worked out that she had a bit of time and you could add those things on. But the kind of minimum viable product was that masterclass and, and that one problem that you were solving. So I think that was a really good example of, of an experiment of going like, let's put it out there and let's see what kind of interest there is. In terms of the nuts and bolts and the nitty gritty of how to set up an experiment, you, you kind of want to get a hypothesis and, um, my kids watch a, a show called Dinosaur Trains where the, the one dinosaur always comes up with a hypothesis. And they say, a hypothesis is an idea you can test. And so that's all it is. It's just an idea. One of these amazing ideas that I'm sure you are inundated with that you can actually test. So you want to set it up in a way that's like there's going to be some numbers or some kind of data, even if it's, you know, yeah, like, as I say, it could be money, it could be engagement, it could be some kind of way that you can test and get an answer to your, your question. And as I said, focus on like one or two things that you test in at a time and then analyze the data. So it's, you can analyze the numbers, but then although this is getting you out of your sort of mindset drama, I think 
and Francesca, you can speak to this. I think an important part of the analysis is also how do you feel and how do you feel in your body physically as you carry out this experiment? So like maybe in your masterclass, like, yeah, how did you actually feel about it? What was that energy as well? So it might not always like, or it might not only be about the numbers. So it's also those feelings. Yeah. Looking at those feelings as a scientist, as an observer. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that because I, I love to usually ask myself questions at the end when I'm like doing uh, analysis too. And I just journal about it. And, and those reflection questions can give me so much information. So with my first launch, I realized after doing reflection that while like the numbers were, were working out and I felt really encouraged by that, doing the reflection, I realized that I I tried to cram it all in into a short period of time and I just felt rushed. Mm -hmm. And so that has really helped me set up new priorities for launches after that to realize, okay, yes, a deadline is super helpful because it makes sure I actually get the thing out into the world. However, like it's important for me to create some white space to make Mm -hmm. sure that I'm feeling really good about it really yes. good about it all right so let's just talk a little bit about the examples of of hypothesis and how you can actually put together a hypothesis so um some examples are like if i offer a lead magnet i'll get a 40 percent increase in email list signups so it's an if statement so it's like starts with a if i do this so it's, then it's, there's like an action and then an outcome of what that outcome will be. So um, another example could be if I offer a workshop, I'll get so many signups and so many new leads for my coaching program. So you could be testing out a new marketing strategy. You could be testing out a product. For example, the digital product that I'm launching is like the experiment I'm actually doing is if I offer a small digital product, I will be able to sell a certain percentage more than I was in the past. And then I think also just talking to the feelings experiments that Francesca was talking about as well is, you know, if I use Trello as a project management system, I will feel less rushed during my launch. So, you know, you could experiment with different tools there and the outcome could be a feeling of how you actually want to feel at the end of the launch. Yeah, how, how those for for examples, Francesca? Does that sound does that sound good to you? I think that's perfect, and you know it's really interesting because this is where experiments can really start breaking up that mind drama that you're having. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going and you're looking at okay, if I and now I'm going to forget the hypothesis that you said. What was the one about the email? Um, if I develop a lead magnet, I will increase my email subscribers by 40%. Yeah, so you might be feeling like nobody wants what I have to offer. Nobody's listening. And you go and you do this lead magnet. And then let's say you promo it. And you notice that your email subscribers, maybe they don't go all the way up to 40%, but maybe they go up by 20%. Mm. 
this is where you're like, oh my goodness, it's working. Yes. People want what I have to offer. They're listening, mm-hmm. right? And so this is where we can like really start finding evidence of how things are working and, yes. and that can really make us feel more confident. Yeah, totally. And I, and I think also to, to go, you know what, if it totally flatlines and like nobody's jumping up for this lead magnet, you can then start asking some questions of like, do I need to do some more promotion? Do I need more visibility? Is the lead magnet itself not the right thing to do? But you know what you're not saying? No one wants to listen to me. No one wants my stuff. You know, you, you, you're making it more scientific. You, you, you're putting it outside of yourself and going, let's see if it, if it doesn't work, it's not that I'm the failure. It's that, that maybe that lead magnet is a dud. <laughs> and that's okay, you know? Of course, you also want to put a, a bit of a time limit on this experiment because you don't want to go like throwing new things out into the world all the time and then go, oh no, it's not working like after a few days. <laughs> but experimenting and, and like really being intentional about the hypothesis of your experiment, you can release all those emotional attachments that you have to it as a person and as a business person. And, and just, yeah, just look at the numbers, look at and analyze what's happening there in front of you. I'd love to now dive into an experimental mindset, because I think when you focus in on experimentation, your mindset automatically changes. And for, for me, one of those things is playfulness of like, let's play around with the idea of a podcast. Let's, and let's see what, what happens with it. I feel like when we're ex- experimenting, there's, there's a spaciousness. There's like, yeah, that we, you know, we're being intentional and we're, we're looking at the numbers and we're getting all scientific and nerdy. But at the same time, it creates space and it creates creativity. And yeah, I just feel like a lot more playful when I'm experimenting with things. So I'd love you to talk also a little bit about the mindset behind experimentation. And also maybe if you wouldn't mind sharing about your triumph when you won the coaching dojo games, uh, Francesca, I will tell you that she won this huge coaching competition. But I think just being playful and going about it with a mindset of like, like let's learn, let's discover things. And I do believe that experimentation was a big part of that mindset. So tell us a little bit about that, Francesca. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Yeah, so November of 2019, I was invited to participate in what's called the Coaching Adventure Games as part of the Samurai Dojo. The, the Samurai Dojo, the whole goal is it's a community of coaches that are looking to become more masterful. And uh, so this game was just a, an opportunity to go be around other coaches. And they were like, no matter what happens, you're going to build relationships with other coaches. You're going to become a better coach. So I was like, 100%, I'm in. Now, I don't think I realized how competitive I was until I got married. <laughs> And uh, I, I, talk, I talk about this quite a bit, um, if you've ever been in my world and read my content, but my husband and I play board games. And traditionally, I tend to play board games. I mean, I love to connect, right? So there's that too. But like, it's really about winning for me. <laughs> but 
I, through being married to my amazing husband, you know, he approaches games so differently. He comes and he's like, how can I be curious with this? Oh, that card looks really cool. Let me just try it. And I've tended to come support games of like, you know, you're teaching me a new game. I'm feeling really overwhelmed because you're telling me the rules and I feel like I need to know them all right off the bat. And this has been such an amazing thing to bring into my business, right? Because so many of us have these perfectionistic Mm -hmm. mindsets and ruts, right? Mm -hmm. So we feel like we have to have it all figured out in the beginning. So with the coaching adventure games, I just really came in with the intention to just get to know other coaches and to become a better coach. I didn't have this, um, like, I wasn't like, I have to win the coaching adventure games. So it was like this really cool experiment that I didn't even know I was a part of at the time of like, is it possible to be successful without the perfectionism? Ah, which is your hypothesis. (laughs) Right, right. And I would say like a hundred percent, I think I already knew that inside of me, but you know, the cool thing about being a life coach and being a human being is that we can always up level. And so, you know, we can have success in our lives and yet we're still learning and we're still growing. I'm sure that you would say that about being a copywriter and a launch strategist. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> And just being an entrepreneur, that's what I love about being an entrepreneur is like, you, you're never totally all there and like, who wants to be, you know, like this is just, it's so fun. And I think that, yeah, the experimentation can, can just channel that. So it doesn't feel scattered, but that you can feel focused. But I just love how you went in there with, with an intention of growth and development and, and yeah, like spoiler alert to that, but like, Francesca went on to win the games. I think when she started seeing that this kind of playfulness, this kind of gamification, yeah, and just development growth mindset was really paying off. That's when she could actually start getting tactical and, and go, all right, now this is like, I remember you saying afterwards, of like, I think you were in about fourth place and, and you were like, you know what? I could actually win this. <laughs> and at that point, I think you then started to strike and like go and find all the games that, that you could get the most points on. And um, there were fast action bonuses. It's just so much fun. And I think that's the thing. We, we want to be having fun in our businesses. It doesn't all have to be drudgery. Otherwise, we've got, you know, go and get a real job <laughs> and, and, and get the steady paycheck every, every month. So yeah, you want, you want it to be fun. And I think that's such a big part of this experimental mindset of going, this can be playful. This can be like a game. This can feel like I don't need to have all the answers. I'm figuring that out on the journey. And all of that is so helpful in, in being an, a business owner. And as you say, being a human being as well, it just makes life so much more exciting. I'll also just talk to gamification in in my homeschooling as well because I think when we started homeschooling I was like okay get the curriculum like let's do school at home and 
then I started reading up. I mean, I've come across this, this wonderful site. There's so many resources, really. But the whole idea of game schooling and teaching your kids through playing board games and card games and, and also lots of outside play and free play. And in doing that, there's just only one way to go, and that's to learn and actually love learning. And you know what? When you get to that point like the sky's the limit for you. Nobody has to force you to do anything ever again. And I think that's, that's the mindset. That's the spirit we want to bring in with this experimentation in your business, because it's, it's so powerful in your business as it is with learning when you're a kid and even professional development as an adult. Like it's, it's so powerful to go, let's try it out. Let's experiment. And we learn as we go along, but like, sitting behind your computer and you know holding yourself up sure there's a, there's a time and place for that but it's it's only through actually taking action that i think we are going to get the results that we that we're desiring in our businesses and by trying things out giving yourself permission to experiment and then what i say is like it's it's the school of hard knocks but there's the it's, it's fun. It's, I don't like, I don't like the hard knocks parts. It's like learning from the school of hard knocks without getting the hard knocks, you know? Um, so it, you, you're learning through action and, and through, through play, like the kids, they say learn through play. And for us as entrepreneurs, I think we need to bring more of that playfulness back into our businesses. So that's really what this whole, whole podcast experiment is about as well. For us, that's, that's the, that's the mindset that you got to bring to this experimentation in your business. I love that, Shelly. I love that so much. And you were talking about the school of hard knocks. Well, there's this film here, and I think it's called The School of Rock. Oh, yes. I love the school. But it totally reminds me of that. It's like this, this guy, I think he gets laid off, and then he ends up um, becoming being a substitute teacher, and he like really doesn't want to be there. But it ends up, he turns into this amazing teacher who teaches, you know, music to these kids, but it becomes all about play. And, you know, these kids that, you know, they were not good and uh, at music and, and I'm pretty sure they might've had some behavioral problems too. (laughs) Um, like then at the end, you see them like create this whole show and, and they're really good, but like, they, they got there from play. And I love this like idea of curiosity of like, how can we be more curious in our businesses? Because when we are coming from a place of I'm not enough, I have to figure out the right thing. Where are my people? All of those questions that can just be really limiting. Like if we do a, a tune in with our bodies, like, what are you feeling? You're probably feeling really rigid. You're probably feeling really tense. Like I have to figure out the best social media strategy. You might even feel like, oh, I just like, I feel depressed or I just like mm-hmm. want to crawl into a hole. Right. So when you start noticing that in your body and you start realizing that these are the thoughts that you're having, like if we think about what kind of actions we take, 
when we are feeling this way, it's usually going to be no action (laughs) or very inconsistent action because Mm -hmm. there's no belief there. There's no belief in ourselves. There's no belief in our service. There's no belief in our clients that they want what we have to offer, that they're, they're ready to dive in and take action and get results now. And so I love what you said there uh, about action. I have this little sticker in my office that says action cures fear. I'm not sure who came up with that first, but I have to say that taking action has been the thing has grown my confidence the fastest. Like you want um, something that's going to get rid of imposter syndrome. It's taking action. (laughs) Get in front of the, uh, get in front of the camera or the microphone. And I mean, it doesn't have to be like in people's faces. It, It can be, yeah, just like, go and do like with this digital product of mine, I was like, you know, how am I going to do it? And I also, I had a whole bunch of questions of will, will people want it this way? And with this tech platform and all of this, and I just dived into it and I started putting it together and all the time thinking minimum viable product, like no more bells and whistles. And, and then I came up with this idea of, well, let's put it together as a template like this. And then this is what people will want. And it's been so exciting to like now, you know, bring it to you and to other, to other people, you know, just giving them a sneak peek of it. And they're like, this is amazing. This is so, this is going to be so helpful. But it, it started with me actually going, all right, let's, let's try, let's just try some things. And, and even the, the video that, uh, that's going to accompany this course, I just hit, I clicked on Loom. If you don't have Loom, everybody go and get it. It's just such an amazing tool um, to record your screen and you can just talk as you're doing things. And, and sometimes that's just a really good way for you to talk out your process and actually do the thing and then go and listen back to it. Because then again, I was like, oh, what's my structure for my course? And like, I love this. And like, I'm an online teacher. I love, I love teaching. And yes, I was like, oh, where do I start? you know what, just like go and click record on Noom, talk it out. And then I listened back to it and I was like, okay, all right, this belongs here. This belongs there. And I then was able to like put together the outline. So I think in taking the action first, and then you can actually go back. And that's also part of analysis, you know, of going to listen back to it and going, all right, that's, yeah, that that's actually how it belongs together. And so now I'll go and re-record those videos. But the quickest way to do that was recording videos in the first place. You know, to get them down, then you can analyze them, and then you've actually got some answers to work with. And to your point earlier, that's when you can make decisions in your business. If you've got some, you know, if you've if you're moving forward, and that's when you you'll be out of that place of, am I doing this right? Will will people like this? Or lots of lots of questions. If you take in actions, you've got answers, and that's when you can actually start, yeah, making progress and moving forward. So that that's really what I'd like to encourage people with today is to set yourself the smallest little experiment that you can to move yourself forward. Take action towards that. As we say, whether it's uh, recording a Loom video just for yourself, or doing a Facebook Live, or going to ask a few of your best friends for some advice, talking to some ideal clients, take some action to move you forward. And you'll start getting those answers to all these questions that can create this super mind drama and comparison answers and all the bad things that we don't want. So take that forward action. Just try it out. 
you know, experiment and, and be intentional so that you can come back. Cause Oh, if you like me, you, you start an experiment, then you forget about it. So have a nice little place. We didn't talk tools, but you, you mentioned journaling, Francesca, a bullet journaling is something uh, that we both love and that we want to talk about in a future episode, but you could put together your experiments in a bullet journal or in a Google doc or something like that, that you can just make notes of, what you know what you're experimenting with and and then that you can actually analyze it afterwards so yeah so i think that's that's what i'd like to encourage everyone with i just want to talk about a few questions now that could pop up that people are going to be like you know what about best practice what about when people say do it this way like learn from all my mistakes so that you don't have to learn from all of this there is totally a place for best practice there is Totally a place for the wheel and not having to reinvent the wheel. So that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about experimentation. You know, there are certain best practices in business that you really should just follow where the road's been paved before you and like, it's cool, like go for it. But when we're experimenting, when we're having these questions of like, what is right for me and for my business, the only answer can come from within you. And so that's when experimentation happens. So it's not to say that you're going to experiment with everything in your business. Certain things, you know, best practice, just follow like so-called best practice. But sometimes there's a place for questioning that best practice. Is it really the best practice for you? And that's when I challenge you and run an experiment. I can't tell you if it's best practice or not. Only you, you can know. Francesca, I'd like to also just ask you, like, how do you respond like when an experiment so-called fails, like if things didn't work out the way you were planning, you know, you, you tried that card in that board game and, and you, you lost. Can you just talk to us in terms of mindset of like, how do you, how do you respond to that? Yeah. Well, I have to be honest and not always well, <laughs> not always well, but here's, here's some of the tools that I've developed. Um, and I love encouraging my clients to do. And first of all, when I am doing analysis, I'm always asking, what did I do well? Mm -hmm. Because even if your experiment, you know, you feel like it was a total flop and you're like, no one signed up for my webinar or whatever, you can always find areas that you did really great at. Absolutely. Maybe no one showed up, but like you had the bravery to get it out in the world. These things are really worth celebrating. And they'll also start showing you like, oh, like I took the first step of maybe a 10 step process. And so it's not about the fact that I failed. It's just that I'm in the middle of this journey of this mm. process. Another question I really love to ask myself is, where was I before? Because so many times, like we're looking again, 10 steps ahead and we're comparing that to where we are now. But if you go back and you look at like where you were, I can guarantee you that you have a whole list of areas that you've grown and you probably didn't even notice or you've forgotten about them. And so I really love to take note of those things. And, and those are the things that like build me back up and remind me like it's that separating again what you were talking about earlier Shelly like this is just data this is just numbers this is just information this has no bearing on who I am as a human being this has mm -hmm. no bearing on who I am as a CEO of my business I might start feeling 
like it has a bearing. I might start feeling like I suck as a business <laughs> owner, right? Like those are all normal feelings. But when we start separating and um, we're like, oh, what did I do well at? What can I celebrate? And actually going out there and celebrating, right? Like I love celebration and reframing failure because it is, it's necessary in order to be successful. Like you have have to fail. You have to learn um, from your mistakes, learning to change your response to yourself. So with me and my husband with board games, I'm learning to rewire some of the, perhaps the self-talk that's coming up in the midst of oh, I shouldn't have taken that card. Why did I do that? Right? Like none of that is productive. It's not helpful. And it's, it's not very loving to ourselves. And if we're going to be the best version of ourselves as CEOs, like we need to be our best advocate. So, so those are some of the ways that, that I, I respond to that is seeing how I'm succeeding and learning to to, to laugh about it, to like, just again, bring that curiosity in and be like, huh, well, this didn't go the way I planned it was going to go. But I wonder, like, what if I did it differently this way? Like, what, how would that affect it? You know, just getting really curious with questions. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I love the reframing of failure. Like I know you also talk about this sort of report card mindset that we have of like pass or fail, you know, of like, you know, did you get an A or an F? And like, if we're not at school anymore. We can just like <laughs> leave that behind. Like that is not serving anybody. So I love what you said there of like, reframing that failure, looking for the success. And yeah, totally love. Like this is step one of 10. Like, cool. I'm on the journey. Like I bought my ticket and I'm on the journey. So like we can't discount that at all. And I think, yeah, like learning and, and seeing those things. Cause also there's surprising things that, you know, you weren't targeting in your experiments, but these happy surprises that came along just because you were taking action. So it's pausing and it's reflecting on that as part of your experimental process or experimentation process. It's pausing. When you do that, you can actually identify those happy little surprises and yeah, go, where was I like, you know, three months ago. And because three months, especially at this point in time is a long time. I mean, I was looking back on one month and I was like, Oh my goodness. Was that only at the beginning of the month? So yeah, I think giving, allowing that space to intentionally try something, to look back and then reflect on all the goodness that came out of the experiments, what you would do differently next time. It is going to be so powerful in your business. And Shelly, I have one more question for you because this is something that we didn't mention. For experiments, like how long should people experiment before? before they, you know, say, oh, you know, maybe this didn't work out and I'm going to try something new. Yeah. I think, I think initially, yeah, set, set yourself an experiment time. I am like, I used to advocate like a 90 day, like a quarter of the year to, you know, try something out. I, I will say it depends on the experiment, but at the moment, like for me, 90 days is, is a lifetime. So like I'm cutting back and look at, you know, with my focus on playfulness and minimum viable product in like 30 days, you know, and let's see in, in a month what happens in 30 days. 
but I'm almost using the time container to dictate what my experiment is. So it's like, you don't want to go and experiment like to say that you're going to create and launch a five module online course in 30 days. No, like, like that is too much, even for the most productive of us out there. <laughs> so you can also use time as your container and then craft your experiment or your hypothesis to fit that container. So if you do want to see some also some quick results, then narrow it down. And you can even do like a week to go, well, this week I want to, maybe you can say like Francesca teaches uh, of like uh, attaching a, a habit, a new healthy self-care habit to something that you're already doing, like brushing your teeth. So it's going straight after I brush my teeth, I'm going to do a meditation. So your experiment for that week could be, if I do my meditation straight after brushing my teeth, I will meditate every day of this week and then see if that works for you to to get your meditation habit going so that could be like a week so it all depends on the experiment and i could say although i said you know in your business like focusing on one or two experiments at a time just for your own sanity like you can bring this into your your lifestyle your self-care as well and then frame the experiments according to you know according to yeah you can you can go one way or the other like look at the time and say what can I do in a week and like set up the experiment as, as such? Or you can say, all right, I'll, I've got this big goal. I, w- I want to launch this like five module online course. So I'm going to do that in a 90 day period and then launch it and then get the, get the data from it. But yes, I think also very importantly is to give it enough space after. So like if you've launched the online course, you know, before you give up on the idea, go and you know, give it some time, maybe then experiment. Like if you've got the online course, for example, experiment then with other promotional ways of visibility of like maybe offering a special or something like that, but go and experiment with a few other things before you like toss out the whole online course, for example. Again, I can't give you a, a time period. Like how does that sound to you? Yeah, I I love that. Typically, I tell people 30, 60 or 90 days. And Mm. I love, you know, that you just said that like people have the answers within themselves. And so like, listen to your intuition on this, but also like give yourself something that you can really commit to something that feels achievable and something that you're like, okay, like I'm committing to doing this for this time period and just dive in. Yeah. And, and stick to that experiment. Don't keep changing it up and like, oh, stick to it so that you can actually analyze it objectively, that you can separate. You don't have that mind drama coming in because I think it's, it's when the mind drama hits that that's when you start, oh, no, 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 I'm just going to give up on the whole idea. So you want to actually say, no, rational me has committed to this experiment for this amount of time. So we're going to see it through. There we go, everybody. So yeah, go and follow us on Instagram and you can, uh, our websites are, we'll put them in the show notes, but I'm ShellySmithCreative.com. Francesca is FrancescaWaltanski.com. But I hope everybody has had fun. Francesca, thank you so much. I've had so much fun chatting to you and like inviting all of these people who are going to be listening to the show into our Biz Bestie chat. Yay, I can't wait. <laughs> thank you so much, Shelly. This has been a blast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope what we've shared has made you feel supported by a whole Biz Bestie circle. And that you feel like life as a business owner can be a whole lot simpler with the perspective of a biz bestie. 
If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also love it if you'd share the Simply Biz Besties show with your Biz Besties by sending them a link through your podcast player or sending them to simplybizbesties.com. And we'll do a happy dance if you'd leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us to reach more Biz Besties around the world. And just to remind you, the conversation has just begun. So head on over to community.simplybizbesties.com and let us know your thoughts, aha moments, or questions about what we talked about in the show. For show notes, go to simplybizbesties.com. Sending you a sparkling heart emoji and a virtual high five. See you next time. And here's a hug gift from me. Signing off. Simply your biz bestie.